Yesterday, we began to look at some relationships that are so important in our lives, relationships in which we should be submissive to one another, humble before one another, and treating one, one another as God wants us to. In chapter 5, he talks about husbands and wives. In chapter 6, verse 1, as we saw yesterday, he talks to children, and he calls for them to obey their parents. But in chapter 6, verse 4, he turns to the fathers, and certainly by implication, the mothers as well. But he says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up with the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. So he turns immediately to fathers. See, you know, fathers could be saying that, now there's a verse of scripture for my children. You listen to that. You pay attention. You obey me. But then before they could get that out of their mouths, God turns to the fathers and said, well, listen to me, fathers. Fathers, on the, on the one hand, do not provoke your children to anger. Now we have to think about this for a moment. In the first century Roman world, uh, fathers pretty much owned their children. They could do virtually anything they wanted to do with their children. They could neglect them. They could abuse them. Uh, the world was not centered around children like it is often today. And so children could be very easily neglected. And fathers didn't necessarily care if they made their kids angry or not. Who cared if the kids were angry as long as they told the mark? And so the Lord comes with the scriptures here and he says, look, fathers, you Christian fathers, you need to be countercultural. Uh, we realize that your kids may not be able to strike back uh, in anger because you will control them. But inwardly, you may be provoking in them a spirit and an attitude of anger. Now, as Christian parents, that should not be your goal. You should be provoking godliness and, and love and these types of virtues, not anger. And so a father needs to pay attention to that. And so even as he goes on to talk about discipline and instruction, uh, we should be doing that in such a way that we're not making our children angry uh, unnecessarily. We're not provoking on purpose anger within them. Then he moves on to the positive side of that. And he says, on the other hand, bring them up in the discipline and in the instruction of the Lord. So there's two positive injunctions that he gives us as fathers. First, to bring them up. So we're raising our children in the discipline of the Lord. So let's jump over the word instruction for a moment. The discipline of the Lord. The word discipline is uh, often brings up negative connotations in our thinking. People don't like to be disciplined. They're, they feel undisciplined. They feel guilty when they're not disciplined. And yet discipline is so important in the scriptures. Proverbs talks a lot about discipline. And discipline uh, drives out foolishness in the heart of children, for example. Uh, Paul said that he wanted to discipline his body and, and control his body so that he's not disqualified from ministry. He talks about disciplining ourselves for godliness in other places. But when we think about discipline, I suppose the most uh, important passage that we think of is Hebrews chapter 12. Just a few verses there. Discipline pops up all the way from verse 5 on down. But let me just read a couple of verses. Verse 6 says this, For those whom the Lord loves, He disciplines. So love and discipline go together, and fathers need to remember that. If the Lord loves us so much that He disciplines us, and if He disciplines us out of love, then the model that fathers should follow is that of the Lord. We are to discipline our children, yes, but we do, we're to do so because we love them. And so we are disciplined them in that way. He goes on down in verse 10, For they disciplined us for a short time and seemed best to them, 
but he disciplines us for our good so that we might share in his holiness. So discipline is to lead to holiness. That is the end game here. Verse 11, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful. And keep in mind this idea of discipline here is like training. It's not necessarily spanking as some people think of it, but a training that the Lord has put us under, this discipline. And it's often a painful experience. Uh, if we're pushing ourselves to be trained for, for an athletic event, it could be very painful. It could be uncomfortable for a time. But he says it's not joyful but sorrowful, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And so this training that the Lord gives us, this discipline, is to yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. If that's what God does with us, then that should be the goal of the, of the father for their children. When we discipline them, it's not to, to control them necessarily. It's not to, to uh, put our thumb on them. It, it is not for vengeance, certainly. It's not to provoke them to anger. It's to train them in such a way that they yield the fruit, the peaceable fruit of righteousness, to train our children to live a, a life of righteousness. That is one of the goals that the Father has. That's only half, though. The other half is instruction, and we will look at that tomorrow. We'll see you then.